Ooh. And welcome back to the Drunken Nerd Podcast, where we love our beer like we love our 90s TV shows, video games, comic books, etc. My name is Carl, and with me is the Shipsons guy, ship, shipper. Should have thought about I that thought I had something there. It was good and then until I you threw it. guy in there. Yeah. It's nice to be back to a can pop. Those bottle pops weren't the same. We only did it once. Yeah. We won't do it again. Still wasn't safe. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Or maybe we'll just be artificially can pops the rest of it, and we won't know what we're pouring out. Maybe we'll do a a cork pop at one point. A champagne (laughs) pop. (laughs) Ah, crap, my TV. Yeah, we'll get a real go with it. I'll see if I can knock one of those uh, Dark Crystal Age of Extinction Extinction? Yeah, what is it? Age of... Um, Ultron? No, Age of Ultron, no. Age of Resistance. Ah. Yeah, same thing. The pop. Yeah. It's all the Up on the top thing. shelf up there. Yeah. As long as you don't hit the Lego uh, Star Wars underneath it. Yeah, no. Because then I got to dig the out Legos. the thing. And yeah, that's like a two-hour fixed job, maybe. Maybe. If, if it doesn't goes, fall and then goes... Yeah. If it does one of those. Glass shatters. Glass shatters? Lego shatters. Pretty much sounds like glass shattering if it hits the ground, mm-hmm. which is kind of odd. Yeah, and then you're at risk of chipping your floor. Oh, it's it's, it's yeah. a crazy situation. It's a thing. Oh, just <laughs> moving stuff out the way, dog. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of dogs, we got another dog here. Yeah, we got, we got two sp- dogs. Special guest host dog. Oh, she's good. Nope, nope. She was just <laughs> rearranging. <Yeah. laughs> she looked like she was gonna get up to come and say she's hi. She's like, quit talking about me. I can hear you. Yeah. No, she just wants to sleep. She's waiting for you to feed her is what it is. Two dog cats. So is mine. No, her, her dinner's normally not for another two hours or so. Oh. Mine's shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll get through this, so. Yeah, but if I feed her families. and not feed yours, it'll be... Yeah, it'll be a whole situation. Yeah. That's she not, that's not fair. Early, though. She's able to eat. She Every go dog could eat any yeah. time of the day. It wouldn't matter. She a good girl. They're all anyway. good. Good boys and girls. How you been doing? Is there neighbor updates? Is there family updates? What's going on? The neighbor's been cutting more wood. So, that's about it. Oh. Actually, he might... Uh, nope, guess not. I thought he was trying to put in... Oh, uh, that's his buddy and he's not wearing a shirt. Jesus Christ. Big dude, Why'd little you... dude? Big dude. Ooh. Why'd you make me look, Carl? <laughs> make you look again. Uh... <sighs> No, they just cut boards. They're, they're doing something in that house. I mean, when the house was on the market, we spied on it through like Realtor.com, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good. So yeah. I'm assuming they're doing a bunch of like renovation on the inside, right? Which makes sense why they're cutting much stuff and and dabble on the outside. Yeah, basically. Inside, yeah. <laughs> like I told you, I don't know how many episodes ago that he was working on putting up like a fence along his driveway. Mm-hmm. He completed one side, and the other one's still just post. That's the way to do it. And the other day, I walked by, because that's the way we walk the dogs past his house, mm-hmm. and um, he put cedar planks on the, the pressure-treated uh, posts, you know, for effect and protect the posts. Whatever. Of course. Well, he pulled those off, and it looked like he had had to cut and, uh, and marry another post onto the base post, because I think it probably warped, because he did nothing with it. It just... Of course. So, dried out more. As any professional... Welcome to the Woodworking Podcast, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My cousin's cousin Boo is a master woodsman. He'd agree with that any day of the week. A woodsman, as in he he's in the woods. No, or wood, uh, wood, wood, woodworker. Woodworker. <laughs> Those are different. Yeah. But the key is he's a master woodworker, and his name is Boo. Boo and as in B O O. 
I don't know. Is it Ghost? I, th- I thought he made it up oh. for years. Or is it Boone? Like- no, it's Boo. Oh. It's Boo. Hi, Bo. Boo. Oh, he's not listening. I, I didn't say. Unless John just tells him to listen to the first four minutes of this episode to hear the I, shout out. I mean, out. he might. Why not? Yeah. To hear that he's a master woodsman. Um, so, what do we have here this week? Um, this one looks like we got... This is another one that my buddy Tom gave gave us to review. Uh, this one's called Ms. The Brewery. Ms. Mischief. Ms. Chief. Mischief. Mm-hmm. But it's called The Brewery, spelled B-R-U-E-R-Y. In placenta. I really thought it said placenta, California. Oh, God. Placentia. Yeah, placentia. I, that I is no. yeah. very important. Yeah. Uh, so this is a <laughs> hoppy Belgian-style ale at 8.5%. That's pretty pretty hefty. Yeah, it'll get you drunk. I mean, any beer. Would I was gonna say, we're off of it. ideal serving temperature, Carl, is forty-five degrees Fahrenheit or and seven degrees Celsius. We're off by a degree or two. Yeah, we're we're at about forty-one right now. Forty-two, okay. maybe. So we need to stick it in the microwave. You're saying, <laughs> yeah, for like two seconds, just to get that extra couple of degrees on there. And for those who. Uh, are unaware of what just happened. I stuck my finger in it to yeah, determine because that the was great uh, radio right there. Because I'm a professional. You were supposed to describe it as I did it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that part of rehearsals. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. It's very um, like mandarin orange almost. Like you get that mandarin orange flavor mm. um, with a little bit of like hoppiness to it. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't mind it. It's not an IPA. It's not even a PA. No, it's a. It's a but BSA. It, but it's close. <laughs> Belgian style ale. Yeah. Well, the Belgian you'll get a cloudy one. That Belgians are yeah, they do do IPAs, but they're not really known for their IPAs. You had a Belgian style IPA? What? A Belgian style IPA. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe uh, that's what this is. Did you ever see the picture of Krell in the bathtub? <laughs> so where you broke your bathtub? Mm-hmm. The yes. shower curtain. Oh. Uh yes. That was after I gave him a Belgian style IPA <laughs> because that thing was like 12% and it was crushable. Like it. Oh, those are the worst, but best. The best, yeah. yeah. Worst, but best. <laughs> it, it was as smooth as any IPA you've ever had and it was 12.5%. Like as smooth as the smoothest IPA you've ever had and it was 12.5%. Mm. I, I gave him a Crowler and he drank it like it was a. A twelve-ounce can of Heineken Light, like Jesus. He just and for people who don't know what a crowler is, is essentially two the, pints. It's thirty-two Look, ounces. Yeah, thirty-two. It basically comes down. Not to essentially two pints. It's exactly two Fair. pints. Because <laughs> math is hard. Because math is hard. Yeah. I didn't have my calculator or my shoes off. Mm. I mean, I do, but <laughs> why do you need your shoes out? Oh, to count your toes. That was oh. Carl missed that joke. Oh, yeah. What do you think of this one? I love this. Yeah, this is really good. Um, I never realized how much I like Belgian-style beer. Yeah. Krell specifically preaches, like, it's the best style of beer in the world. You know I like my hazy IPAs, but, like, yeah. these are outstanding. We'll I've never one had one for Janice to let her have one. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, we, it's we a four-pack, so it's easy. We could split the third can. Yeah. She gets the fourth one. Yeah, definitely. That's fair. Because 
she's not big IPAs, but she'll like she likes stuff like this. This is the kind of beer like you could drink to ease yourself into IPAs. Yeah. Like I if, agree with that. if you like your typical lagers, like you could have this and if you like this, you can find IPAs that you like. But if you try mm-hmm. this and you don't like this, yeah. you're, you're not going to like any IPA ever. Agreed. Th- this is a g- remarkable beer. Like there's it's like the perfect amount of hops to mm-hmm. it, but it's not Without it being like overbearing. Hit you in the face with hops. Yeah. Like I would think the IBUs on this is probably in the 30s to 40s. I don't think it says anywhere. I, I was I'm, just looking. I'm not that smart. Um, I'm not seeing. But, yeah. It, I'm sure if we looked it up, we'd find the information. Someone else can find it for us if they, they like to. I don't care as that much. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this one is quite drinkable. Yeah. How many holes, Carl? That See, this is the problem. Yeah. This, this one will catch up to quick. With the golfing scale... It's not just can I drink it all day. It's how long can I drink it? I can it drink it all day until my game but I falls won't apart. Be playing anymore. <laughs> so this is going to be. I'm going to only give it four holes because I'll go through three of these in four holes, and I will be stumbling yeah. <laughs> to that tee you'll box. Be, you'll be glad you have the cart. Yes, very. Unless it's so. a walkable course, and then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the golf system the golf hole system that we have? For whatever reason created here. We did it as a joke the first... first, yeah. And you you were just... I think you were just like, I could drink this while playing golf. And we're like, oh, this is now our and, scale. And you asked me how many holes I could drink <laughs> yeah. it for. And, and I answered. This is now our thing. But it's such a good scale because it's not just like, is it drinkable? Yeah. Is it drinkable in heat? Is the flavor good? But it's also like, how long do you keep your shit together yeah. while drinking it? So it's yep. a very particular scale. Unlike any other... Our scale is the best scale. I've seen many scales, hundreds of scales, thousands of scales, and everybody agrees on? this is the best <laughs> scale. I know many people, thousands of people, many of them who have seen many scales as well, and they all agree our scale is the best scale for beer. For beer. Yeah. Honestly, the Professional Home Brewer Society should accept and use our scales as their yeah. go-to and pay us royalties on it. Not, we not it. go-to, but an option. No, it's the go-to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, going, you're swinging for the fences uh, with it. Absolutely. All or none. I'll take a ground rule double on it. I don't, I don't need a whole <laughs> We run. went from golf to baseball, apparently. Yeah. I'll take a hole-in-one. or I don't need a hole-in-one. Give me a, a bogey on it. Just A bogey? Yeah, make it a reasonable thing to get. Went back to golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is... Absolutely delicious. I can't get over that this place is called Placentia. Like that's I keep looking at the can and that's the only I just keep staring that's, at that word. And it's for like, like the smallest seconds. lettering <laughs> on the can. <laughs> Maybe the, the barcode is smaller lettering. No, nope, it's bigger. No, it's, not. it's definitely bigger. It is the oh the only thing smaller is that little logo down the, there. The bottom logo at the bottom of the corner? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which is probably the logo for who created the label. Ball. Isn't that a can company? Uh, sure. Why not? Anyhow. Oh, this is packaged almost a year ago. Yeah. In 2019. Good on it. And it still holds up this well? Yeah. That's not that's not usual for uh, beers. A fresh IPA is not going to hold up this long nope. either. Nope. This. Man, honestly, if we gave beer a traditional scale, like out of 100, I'm giving this like 90, 91. 
out of 100. I love this. Yeah, this is the, I would drink this all day long yeah. and be crushed by it. Oh, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't drink it all day long. I'd drink it for four hours and <laughs> fall asleep on your porch. <laughs> I'm actually sending a text to my buddy Tom right now about this beer. That's how good it is, and I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, sorry. I'm uh, not going to text him. Well, you also don't know his... Oh. Well, that's, that sounds like his problem. <sighs> so anyway. <laughs> so again, thanks, Tom, for this one. Thank this, you, Thomas. Yeah, this is a good one. Tom, Tom, ba-bomb. Banana, fana, fofam. <laughs> Anywho. Carl, this week, since this is the season of the Halloweens... It is the season of the Halloweens, and also... Uh, a show that is quite close to my heart tends to... I mean, this is my childhood growing up, man. Uh, they, they tend to do a Halloween episode, I'm going to say, every year. Uh, except for the first. Except for the first. Yeah. So 30 Halloween episodes. And we're talking about The Simpsons, in case anybody hasn't caught that one yet. Too many. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh my God. God. More than that, this dude. show, seriously... It's it's guaranteed 35 seasons. Yep. 30... They've ha- just had 31 or 32, I think, start. It's probably 32, 32 just started because 31's on Disney and Plus. It, it opened with a Treehouse of Horror. Uh, one there's a couple seasons that are like that, like the first episode is Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, a few of them because well, well fall different shows things. usually debut in well, no, like mid October. Yeah, no, they usually go back, but back in the day, it was usually like September was when per- shows premiered well, not the for Simpsons. the seasons. Yeah, no. They were. Speaking as a person who watched them religiously as a kid. Um, but I think a lot of times there's something that held off the Simpsons, like held off new episode, new shows. So like the first show episodes weren't until like October. So there was a few seasons, like I said, that um, the first episode is the Trio Horse, which I'm sure corresponds with something specific that pushed the episodes back. Whatever. Yeah. I want to make sure this episode comes out well, around, on or around Halloween. Season 8, the first episode was The Treehouse of Horror. Mm-hmm. And then they took oh. a little hiatus from it. And then season 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15, The Treehouse of Horror was the debut episode. Oh. And it debuted the first Sunday in November each of those times. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? Is also you get baseball, you get the World Series. Well, yeah, if, if the World Series, and it's always on Fox. Fox. You, well, Fox, it, it needs to be on any uh, public access, like yeah. Fox, ABC, CBS. But NBC. Fox has been having it for decades, yeah. so that's probably what pushed a lot of it those years. Probably, I would imagine. Well, it's entirely possible, especially if they hosted it several years in a row. Yeah, it's likely why they pushed The Simpsons off. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, so mm. we're not going to talk about any. Treehouse of Horrors specifically. We're going to talk I mean, more, we are, more about we are. The, the segments, though. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not going to focus the, on Treehouse number episode. three. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to talk about... Because the, the way these all are set up is it's three stories within the episode. Within a single episode, yeah. Yeah. You know what? One thing that, you know, before we get into it, one thing I found interesting while watching, and I don't know about you, but I only watched up to Treehouse Horror 9, season 10. I went to I got tired uh, after that. <laughs> I went to season. Let me find Jesus. 
I should have stopped myself because they got so ungood. I went to season 17. Jesus. <laughs> and you're still not there all the way. I'm halfway there. I'm, <laughs> I'm a third. Exactly halfway there. there. <laughs> I'm a third. Um, but one thing I notice is just in these episodes, and I, and I haven't watched really watched Simpsons in I don't know how many years because it just really hasn't gotten good lately. Um, but there's a lot of one-liners in these episodes, just these episodes, that I've used very recently. A hundred thousand times. Yeah, in conversation, normal conversation. Uh, just off, not off the top of my head, did, you didn't get to season 11. Uh, there's one where they kill uh, Ned Flanders, but he's actually a werewolf. Okay. And in the beginning of that episode, uh, Homer holds up a box of sugar crisp because that's what they went to the store for or whatever. And he goes, can't get enough of that sugar crisp. And then Marge goes, I can't yeah. see anything. What, Homer, did you change the fog lights? And he looks <laughs> over and goes, guess I forgot, forgot to put the fog lights it. in. Yep. And, man, I, you don't get to say that a lot. But, but whenever up, yeah. someone's like, man, I can't see anything with your headlights. I've said that my entire life. And it's all because of a, a treehouse of horrors. It's not even the funniest... Uh, segment or whatever it's just excuse me a perfect throwaway line yeah and, and there was one that was the episode where um, Homer steals the giant donut from the mm-hmm. the I don't know what it's called but it's basically Bob's big boy you finish that gulp I got it you know the name lard lad that's it and uh, so they all come to life but it's all and he's like mm-hmm. he came to life good for him <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've said that good for him I don't know how many times in my lifetime yeah, yeah but like that yeah where it's like good for him <laughs> uh, man I've, we've said that just on the job together yeah where it's like oh that guy found a seat good, good for, for him, him. <laughs> yeah but just so many one-liners in these just these episodes I'm not even talking about the Simpsons in general because there yeah. is it, Simpsons are notorious for their one-liners but just you know the nine episodes I actually watched for this yeah um there's also interesting is they call them the treehouse orders, but there's only one episode that they actually are in a treehouse, and it's the first one. Was the first, one. yeah. And then they're yeah. all so then they start calling them treehouse of horrors, but then they stop calling them the treehouse of horrors, and then they and come back. Just, do they? Yeah, it comes back as the treehouse of horrors uh, later. Yeah, because the only ones I watched, it, it was still called the Simpsons Halloween Special. Yeah, but the episode name is the treehouse of horrors. Okay, like if you look it up, because we watch these all on disney plus yeah and if you look it up it says treehouse horrors nine whatever yeah Yeah. but the episode itself calls itself the simpsons halloween special right right um which i just thought that was interesting you know there's only one treehouse of horrors and it's you know the first episode Mm -hmm. um for the longest time you get Starting with episode, uh, season two, the first treehouse, you get a parental advisory at the beginning, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's pretty funny where it's like the first episode, Marge is on the stage and she goes, why don't you put your kids to bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow? Yeah. Like it's the greatest line because I mean, yeah, especially, line. Yeah. especially because the Simpsons up to that point, and I'm sure many decades thereafter, parents are like, won't somebody please think of the children, which is yeah, also a Simpsons Maude. line from Maude. That's but, not Ma, that Maude Flanders. Uh, that's no, no, no. Love that, Joy. That's yes, Helene Lovejoy. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. You're. Oh right. my God! I I made all of our devout Simpsons listeners go crazy there for a second. There's no. Our, yeah. Uh, of, I, I of think our, Chavez will call in on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but 
you know, they went through so much. I I can tell you, my mother even was like, "You can't watch The Simpsons because it's it's trash," and whatever. Yeah, I know Katie, my wife. It's really not. I mean, I don't know what she was concerned about, but uh, her mother refused to let her watch The Simpsons. But her mother ba- based uh, those decisions based on if she thought the show was funny or not. So her mom doesn't like The Simpsons, so Katie wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Uh-huh. It wasn't because she's like, that's crude. It's just, also Doris would never talk like that. Yeah. But <laughs> I would go to my grandma's house and my grandma would let me watch it. <laughs> I watched it with my parents every Sunday night. It was I hope my stepdad our, is like, listening to this episode because it would be hilarious. <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> doctor. That was my that name's Chris. That was my greet to him. No, I just call him a doctor. I'll call anybody a doctor. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, they, uh, some of them are good. Like, obviously well, the first... Some of them are incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of them are not even worth my breath to say that they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are so bad. That's funny. And, like, I... You can speak a little bit for this because you watched up until season 10, correct? Yeah, Trios so, of Nine, yeah. yeah. Uh, after season 9, there's a noticeable dip in quality. Even before that, there was a dip in quality. There's, it, I know you, uh, yeah, I know we talk about it, it gets worse and worse and, and worse. And then every other season after that, there's another dip in quality that it just, yeah. as far as I watch, it doesn't come back from for the most part. Every once in a while, you get one that's awesome. Well, I feel, I feel like, except with like a few notable instances, the Simpsons ran its course about season ten, season twelve. It's typically people describe the death of the Simpsons. It's an episode called "The Principal and the Popper of season nine. Is that where you get the guy who's the real Seymour Skinner? Seymour Skinner, yeah. Okay. And it yeah. turns out that Principal Skinner, this character that they have literally fleshed out, like, yeah, he's a perfect character and then they just throw it all away and say like oh well actually he's Armin Tanzarian and it's yeah, all yeah, stolen yeah. Valor his name, but yeah 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 so people typically consider that's the day that the Simpsons died and after that it changes but there's other people that say starting in season 8 uh, you get what's called jerk ass Homer okay where he goes from being like a lovable buffoon to literally just being a hateful moron mm. So there, and then it it gets worse after that. So uh, everybody can agree after season nine, there's a a dip in quality. Yeah. Some people say it's season eight. Well, beyond. I think a lot of it has it hinges on the Simpsons was always more of a satire. It was either a satire of current events or some no- notable literary exploit or whatever, and then they ran out of ideas and they started having to come up with their own. And the Family Guy did, ran through the same thing because the Family Guy, you know, Family Guy has always been the same concept of this, uh, you know, satire of life and references to other well, things. That, family Guy started out as a satire of life for three seasons, then yeah. they got canceled, and then they became joke set up cutaway, joke mm-hmm. set up cutaway, and that was all that Family Guy was, and that's why bunch of people got real mad at family guy well it, it kind of just ran its course of being funny yeah and then and then they have to create their own storylines and come up with their own ideas and it's just it's just it didn't work and again shows that spend way too much time on air you know they're just striving to hold on to what they have because mm-hmm. the networks don't let them die 
that's I think the big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not this. No, but that, that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're again, talking about today. I would raise the argument that there are certain shows that like they kept it up even as the networks tried to keep them going, like Futurama. That's well, that came back. Comedy Central saved that a couple times, and it still was good. At they that were point. canceled four times yeah. for multiple years, and then they yeah. came back. Like Futurama, but that's one of the few shows that can survive something like that. The, the smartest has, writing cast ever. Yeah, well, like literally, they literally doctorates, doctorates, <laughs> yeah, and mass. Like basically, everybody's have a, at least a master's degree in yeah. something, and then, and then like the science in Futurama is sound. Like it's they have actually who, fleshed out. Yeah, with the exception of time travel, because like yeah, 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 you yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 unless you do. Yeah, in which like, that is one of the smartest shows on time, and made by Matt Groening, who yeah. obviously made the Simpsons. That, as that's well. why I brought Futurama specifically. Yeah, but also, man. Um. So anyway, The Simpsons. We're not gonna really get into anything after season nine, so that no, the the blowhards can blow hard or whatever. I don't know blow what harder. I'm trying to say, yeah. Um. um you want to go in order, or yeah, do you just want to bring up random segments? No, I think we should. I think we should cover each season and just kind of what we like, we didn't like. Mm. Uh, Anything that we didn't like, give. Uh, we'll just say it's a thumbs down and touch upon briefly why we didn't like it, and sure. then move on. Yeah. Um, obviously, so, focus more on the good. Yeah. So you know, obviously, season two is the first. For people who don't know, they didn't have a true horror in season one. Mm-hmm. But you know, well, also the first episode of season one was in December. The very first standalone well, Simpsons it, episode is a Christmas special. Uh, yeah, it's true. Well, it's because it came from the Tracy Ullman show, yeah. so yeah. it was really more of a a segment in Tracy Ullman show back yeah. in the day, and then it became its own thing. Um, but you know, you have you have three episodes in season two, first trio, or. And there's segments in the segments. episode. It's not three episodes. It's what, sorry, and yes. It's an hour of Halloween. That's too much. Too much Halloween. For the Simpsons. For anybody. Um, so you have Bad Dream House, um, Hungry of the Damned, and The Raven. Of these three, The Raven is my favorite. And it's one of my favorite carte blanche across all the Simpsons Halloween uh, which segments. Is, which is crazy because... It's not at all The Simpsons. It's literally The Simpsons Retail. reading Edgar Allan Poe. Right. The and, Raven. And animating it yeah. with Simpsons But I think it works really well because you get yeah. Homer as the narrator. But there's a narrator who reads, who's reading the story. <laughs> yeah. and then Lisa you, is the narrator. No, no, no. It's, a, oh. it's just a voice. It's oh. a voiceover. It's not Lisa. Oh. She starts out reading it. Right, right, right. right. But then it's, it goes it's into Lisa's a, story. Yes, that's right. It's the one tells yeah. the one she's telling. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, and then you get Homer as the Tulich character, and then you mm-hmm. get Bart as the Raven, and it looks mm-hmm. like Bart, you know, has the yeah, spiky has, hair. Yeah, has the hair. And, but it's just, I think it's funny because for them, it one, I'm a big, not a big Poe fan, but I, I really like Poe, um, especially when I was a kid when this came out. I, I liked Poe, and I liked the story of the Raven. Uh, I remember reading it in second grade, and. Um, it, you know, it just has a nice flow to it. It sets up a nice uh, atmosphere. And then in this, you get Homer, and he goes, you know, he's that total... Like, you can tell it's the the usual back and forth between him and Bard. And mm-hmm. Get thy beak off my door! Yeah. Yeah. 
And and Bart goes, nevermore, nevermore, never. Like, there's that back and forth between a dad and a son that the two characters are always about anyways. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, why are you little... You know, the typical Homer. Yeah. Goes, they, oh. they, they threw a little bit of Simpsons in there. Yeah. And it's not the full poem, because the full poem is ridiculously long. Yeah. And then we just take a shot. But they night they did a good job. You wanna know who the voice of the narrator was, by the way? Go for it. Give me one guess and I I couldn't even. It's James Earl Jones. Oh that makes sense. Like Darth Vader himself. Well, he's also the voice of um the saxophone what's his name? Bleeding Gus Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a couple of their voices in The Simpsons. So he was sense. he guest starred in all three of the first Treehouse of Horror segments. Hmm. Well, we'll figure out who he is in the next couple. Yeah, I think he's at least one segment in each, or like one guest voice in each segment. But it's, I love that James Earl Jones gets involved in things like this. Oh, yeah. James, he's a great guy. Well, I mean, he's made an entire career just his voice. Yeah, well, he's one of the best voices of all time. Uh, um, the go for it. segment "Hungry of the Damned." Mm-hmm. I my That's favorite my favorite part is the the book segment where like it says it's how just, to cook humans and yeah. you go, oh no there's space dust on this and he blows on it says how to cook four humans and then Lisa blows on it 40. and turns into forty humans but there's all that and giant space for the he next he blows bro. on it again it says four forty yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was a pretty good gag I think that's a a Twilight Zone episode. Because a lot of these are like Twilight episodes. A, a lot of the the segments are like homages to, yeah, to something specific else. things. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I really liked about that episode, the, uh, that segment, sorry, segment, is so the family gets beamed up into the spaceship because you know yeah. it's Kang and Kodos. First time you see Kang and Kodos, uh, which are obviously recurring characters, especially in the Halloween episodes, and they're aliens and there's flying saucer and they come up and they abduct the Simpsons and it's. Bart, Marge, you know, the kids. Homer, you see the tractor beam. And the the the, the spaceship struggles, and it shoots another tractor beam. You have to lift them up. It's great little sight gags like that that made The Simpsons what it is. Yeah, Um, That was a good episode. Or even something... This is one of the original, like, it's not funny, but they do it so long. It is funny segments. Homer with the lighter fluid into the grill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's literally just 40 seconds. 40 seconds of this segment is Homer just spraying lighter fluid into a grill and humming. (laughs) And you just see, like, this widespread of it. This crinkling of the can. Because back in the day, lighter fluid was in aluminum cans. And then he lights... He lights it, and you get the nuclear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mushroom, yeah. mushroom cloud. And he's like, um, hmm, already, yeah, yeah. Th- that's, that's that one. was great. And then Bad Dream House is a play on like the Amityville horror style thing. Yeah, uh, slash Poltergeist because you get the the portal, mm-hmm. and then you get um, at the end. You know, the the kids are you know Lisa's like oh you know why can't we all just live together? And he's like, can I have a minute to think? It's like, the house has a voice and he goes, it's James Earl Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah. He goes, can I get a moment to think about it? And they're like, sure. And he walks out and he goes, hmm, a lifetime with the Simpsons. And he destroys he's himself. Just, he implodes himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, they they find out that the house is built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Yeah. And Which if, is, you know, the poltergeist. Yeah, very much poltergeist. But if you read the it's tombstones, it's an ancient Indian burial ground. So there's Sitting Bull crazy horse not so crazy horse and gandhi <laughs> oh jesus and like that's terrible that is who was buried there oh that's terrible uh 
Not to go back, but I want to. Yeah, that no, that's a pretty good side gag. Uh, to go back to um, Hungry the Damned. Uh, one thing, obviously, we watched it as kids. One thing I, mi- I had missed is during that scene we talked about about the book. Mm. You know, they're eating dinner, and there's a, su- a camera angle that's like down low and up, and you can see Marge and Homer sitting there in front of the plates, and it actually looks like their heads are on plates. As they're implicating that the food, they're the food for right. King. Like it's a really smart gag that I never caught as a kid. I, I, never, didn't, I didn't catch it on this watch too. Yeah, I, I caught it. I was like, oh, that's really smart because they kind of implicate it's like you know, what, when are you going to eat? And it's like Kanko standing over him, like oh, yeah. drooling and stuff. And but they always drool. Right? Yeah, they've been drooling the whole time. That's the first the, showing of Kang and Kodos who make right. an appearance. That's what I said. Every one of them. I already said that. Every one of them. I already said that. I didn't Because <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Um, but yeah. Anything else on that episode? Nah, I'm good with that cool. one. Cool. Uh, episode two. Next or one. season three. Yeah. Trails of Horror 2. Trails of Horror 2. Um, um, you, again, you get Marge's PSA at the beginning. She's basically like, you didn't listen. Nightmares. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't listen to me last year. Please oh, listen that, to me that. this year. I thought, And then you get another PSA from Marge. In the actual episode where all the kids dump their candy yeah. out. And she goes, if you eat too much candy, you'll get nightmares. Which is the setup for And then instead the of episode. this one, the first one, they're telling stories in the treehouse. This one, it's each of their nightmares. Yeah. Because they ate too much candy. Uh, Lisa got the nightmare involving the, the monkey's paw where they get to make the wishes. Mm-hmm. Which I love the one gag where Homer says, oh, I got it right over there and it, it, it cuts and it's like a little tornado and then he's like oh no it's over there oh yeah so, and then the, the guy's <laughs> waiting, waiting you'll, you'll be, be sorry yeah 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 Hank Azaria yeah Hank Azaria is amazing great. um I like how he Homer screws everything up and then the end like they get rid of all the world peace like Lisa creates world peace and all this stuff and then mm-hmm. Ned's like at the end of it, he's like oh you know those are great I mean I wish I had one Homer's like here you go basically like yeah. here I can get rid of Ned and Ned kind of wishes for what like he's like something to chase off the, the aliens the world peace wish backfires because the aliens invade right. and then Ned's like well I wish we could get rid of those pesky aliens and then Mo just finds a board with a nail <laughs> in it <laughs> and that's all the totem <laughs> And then he's like, well, I think I'll do some renovations on my house. And it just turns into a palace. You know what I liked about this episode, this one, uh, The Monkey's Paw? Is one of the uh, the jokes Homer asked, he wishes The Simpsons would be rich and famous. Mm-hmm. At this point, that, The uh, Simpsons... Bart, Bart wishes for that. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, at this point, The Simpsons themselves, the show is so just prevalent. And, and people in the, the episode are like, well, first they were, you know, they were cute and funny but now they're just annoying yeah. like it, it's very meta of yeah. the simpsons themselves like people it, loved it but now it's just everywhere even just the smaller things like the simpsons go calypso was a feature that like made people sick of the simpsons and like a lot of people got sick of bart when he came out with do the bart man yeah that stupid song and dance yep so like they're they're really hitting themselves on the head like yeah we get it <laughs> it's everywhere yep. It's part thing is that they they did so well at least in the first ten seasons of recognizing what they were and and understanding their role in cult pop culture and society and how people viewed them. 
Yeah, there's still two dogs in here. They couldn't. I couldn't find close. the. I couldn't find the bigger one somehow. <laughs> what the hell? Well, the, but the door's been closed the entire time. Yeah. So there's no way it would have fit under the door. Oh, she could have. <laughs> it's a small like, room. <laughs> shrunk herself down to the size of a household sponge and was slipped like under honey, the door. The kids. I've seen it a hundred times. Usually cats, but some dogs. Um, <laughs> Bart's nightmare. It was the one where he has all the powers, which was literally just a Twilight Zone episode. Um, I didn't care for it too much. I, I didn't even write anything down about it. I don't even know what episode. Uh, I watched it. I can't even think of it. And then the next yeah, one like was the one where Homer got fired from the plant. He became a grave digger, but oh, fell that's asleep right. in the grave. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, didn't necessarily care yeah. for it. No, that was, these are rough ones. Yeah. My favorite line from the either of those segments is from the Frankenstein. Homer becomes the robot Frankenstein. Sure. And Smithers goes, uh, sir, like they have Homer in a sack because they just took him from yeah, the graveyard. Yeah. And like Homer's complaining about like, oh, this hurt. And Smithers goes, Mr. Burns, I, I, I think he's still alive. And then uh, Mr. Burns grabs a shovel and just starts smacking the set. <laughs> Bad corpse! Stop scaring Smithers! <laughs> yes, that's, that was a good one. And then they just carry on with their night. Uh, this is also the start of the uh, Mr. Burns saying, uh, if X happens, I owe you a Coke, Smithers. That happens every Treehouse of Horror episode after that. Does it? Yeah. Mm. Um, I didn't pick up on that. But that's okay. Moving on to... Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> season four. Or no, Treehouse of Horrors. Three, ep- season four. Yep. So season it's so four. confusing, but not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just simple math. Add one or subtract one, <laughs> so, depending yeah. on what we're talking about. Whatever looks bad. Yeah. Um, um, this one you got Bart's birthday present, yep. King Homer, yep. and Dial Zombies. Z for Zombie. Yes. Those are the names. I actually wrote down the names of each segment. When it had a name. Some of them don't have names. Yeah. Like, I don't really know if the last one actually had names. Uh, they do not. Something that I still quote from the uh, the Bar's birthday present one, mm-hmm. where the guy's like, uh, it, we sell cursed items here, but also frozen yogurt. I call it Frogurt. <laughs> well, it's also you get like, oh, Homer, he'll say, the same guy that's will say good. something. Yeah, Homer <laughs> will go, that's good. It comes with the free Frogurt. That's bad. Or what, or, no, he'll yeah, say that's, that's good. good, and he goes, "But the do- the yogurt is also cursed." He goes, "That's bad, but it also comes with your choice of topping." That's good, but the topping is poison. That's bad. No, no, he <laughs> says poison. Says, he says he it, says the type of poison, and Homer just yeah, he looks at, at him, and, him and, goes, and the guy goes, oh, "That's bad." That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then no, uh, that's a good that's a good one liner as well. You get the. Uh, Oh, the oh, snarky I, repairman where he's like oh here's your problem guy you switch the doll to evil and it's just a switch in the back of the doll that says yeah. good or evil yep, yep. Um, in that same uh, segment um, Homer he makes a reference to shake and bake he throws him in there and he goes and I helped because back in the day shake and bake mm-hmm. there was a a big push for shake and bake being like just like a bag of seasoning you put chicken or whatever in you shake it up and there was a commercial with a little kid goes and I helped like that was the shake and bake commercial the funny thing to me was I was literally making shake and bake pork chops when this episode happened while I was watching this episode <laughs> alright so you got meta with it I got meta with it I was like that's a little uh, on the nose for me yeah uh, King Homer which it's is King, King Kong. Kong. Yeah. Um, I thought Bart, it was funny when when Homer was climbing the the Empire State Building like King Kong would, yeah. and he got winded and fell off. Okay, so same same little bit, 
but the part that made me actually laugh out loud was where the fighter jets were like, whoa, this is taking a while. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah maybe we should refuel. And they all just <laughs> land the fighter jets. That was good. Um, that's all I really have to say about that one. It's pretty yeah, self-explanatory. I mean, it's a good one because, again, it's a reference to something that already exists and people are familiar yeah. with it. Um, I did find at the end, it was kind of funny when you know she gets she marries King Homer. Mm-hmm. And it's the wedding, and they're like, "Where's dad?" And Homer's eating her dad, He's slurping him up like. But it's also it's a little bit of a meta for the show itself, being that her dad was always like gone. That did. was one of the biggest like running com like themes through the show was like her dad was never around. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, next one, the zombie thing. I thought it was terrible. Um, I Bart, Bart has to do a book report on something other than alphabet for preschoolers. Yeah. So he finds... From A to Z. <laughs> I found these... Yeah, yeah, very yeah. informative. Yeah, something like But that. then he he finds the forbidden section of the library. He raises the dead while trying to raise their dead cat. And uh, funniest part in the episode, to me, there's two of them. One, where the zombies break into the house and Homer says, Run, children. I'll protect you. And then the zombies grab Homer and they tap on his head and you hear like dunk 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 and the zombies <laughs> throw him and they go Bray! Yeah, they, they're they looking for brains away. and they realize Homer has none, so they're yeah. like ah. And then that was that is pretty good. They run out to the car and you see zombie Flanders there, and he just <laughs> goes diddly and Homer shoots him in the face with a shotgun and Bart goes, "You killed the zombie Flanders!" And Homer goes, "What? He was a zombie?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, that was pretty good. I remember Two that. favorite moments of that segment. And that was about it. Uh, next one, season five. Or Treehouse 4. Treehouse 4. Um, oh, this one has four segments. Does it? That's what it says. No, you got the devil in Homer Simpson. Um, Terret, five and a half feet, and Bart Simpson's Dracula. There's only three. Oh. There's, this I one has a longer setup at the beginning of the episode. Maybe that counted as a segment. So I'm, they count I'm on as, Wikipedia looking sure. at the segments. Um. It is oh, funny, yeah. this one, because yep. you get... Um, Marge makes a reference to the world, uh, the world War of Worlds broadcast, the old H.G. Wells. Yeah. Um, that was the 1950s-something, where people yeah. like tuned in. To, this is obviously pre-TV. The radio thing. Yeah. Where he literally like caused mass panic yeah. because people were idiots. Well, well so, so I actually so heard H.G. About Wells was the original Facebook, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what had happened... Was that people tuned in to watch, to listen to, not watch, listen to a different broadcast. And there was something that came up and they, it, it was like a really famous broadcast. And people watched religiously, it was a serial broadcast. Mm. And for whatever reason, I guess that broadcast didn't happen. So then they switched to this other radio station, which was broadcasting the story. Oh, so they cut into the middle of it. Well, they cut into the beginning, but previous to that, the broadcast actually said this is a fictional story written by H.G. Wells but nobody listened to that but nobody part. heard that part they yeah. just heard the whole you know the aliens are attacking like you know you can listen to the broadcast for yourself right so almost if you did your own research you would have been okay with it but you're just taking well, no. everything at face value well no I'm just trying to tie it into how Facebook is people are just sharing pictures of Obama sure. and Biden kissing that are clearly photoshopped yeah yeah <laughs> basically it's the first mass hysteria because yeah. people didn't think for a second 
Yeah. No critical thinking. So yeah. that's not a problem. That exi- That's not just a recent problem. Oh, that's um, that's just all of America. That is... Th- one thing about th- this one is March makes the fun of people claiming that the, uh, the previous Treehouse Horrors were too scary. And maybe they should go listen to the rebroadcast of the War of the Worlds. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're already idiots. It's, mm-hmm. the, uh, it's, you know, reading between the lines. She's calling everybody idiots who thinks it's scary. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you get Devil in the Homer... Homer Simpson basically this is Homer one sells of cell, the best soul for segments of any Treehouse of Horrors. This I would put it's this in one. my top five of any segment. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a really good, you know, Ned as the devil is just awesome. Yeah, because Ned is the most religious they, except for Evelyn. And he just goes, "It's always who you least expect." But yeah, he even like they get meta with that. Even it's yep. perfect. Um. And then uh, the gag where it's like, so you like donuts, do you? And I was like, <laughs> that was yeah, good. I do. He's, he's in, he's in hell. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, he brings it. He's just like a lifetime. He's like, more, more. He's like, more. now you're going to eat all the donuts in the world. And they fan him. You see this room full of donuts. And then it just like flash cuts. Homer is four times the size of himself. And he, more. And he just keeps eating them. Eats and the all the donut pile. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stymied the devil and his minions by eating donuts. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. One thing that was interesting is like, you don't think Homer sold his soul previously for donuts? Like, I know the whole point is like, at the end, Homer, they find that Homer had actually given his soul to Marge <laughs> because when they he got ate the entire wedding cake and got <laughs> so sick he had to get his stomach pumped before the wedding started, <laughs> which was pretty funny. But. It also doesn't take into account that March was actually pregnant, and it's irrelevant in this. These one. aren't canon episodes; they just tell the story. Yeah, but the the fact that Homer hadn't previously sold his soul, it I was like, mm. yeah. But uh, it's also great when he's eating the donut, and he's like almost done with it before Ned's even finished explaining the rules. Yeah, but he's like one last piece. He goes, "I'm smarter than the devil. I'm smarter than." Yeah. The devil. You are not smarter than me. And he turns into the, the stereotypical yeah, the devil. The giant. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, and then he puts on a plate and says, Stop, don't eat Homer's soul yeah. donut. And then and something that I, I had a sound bite of that I burnt onto this, like the first track of all of the burnt CDs that I made for like two years <laughs> was Homer going, Mmm, forbidden donut. Right. Amazing. And then the devil turns his head into a donut and then Homer tries to go for work, and they're so like, delicious. You, you, you can't do that. And it cuts out all of the cops in town are surrounding the Simpsons yes. household just going, it's got to come out sometime, boy. <laughs> With their coffees. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good episode. That's a, that, It is a that good one. Or top five segment. Segments. Not episode, segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get... Tear it five and a half feet. Yeah. Which is out the... Uh, Something on the wing. Oh yeah, that's the that's another one of, of those tree, um, Twilight Zones because it mimics the Gremlin on the wing. Mm-hmm. Episode. Yeah, I didn't like that one. That wasn't my favorite. Uh, there, there's some it's good okay. parts. I I really enjoyed the one where uh, Bart goes, Otto, you got to do something. There's a Gremlin on the side of the bus, and Otto you, looks in the rearview mirror, and there's the vehicle. Gremlin. Oh, yeah, it's a Gremlin. So yeah. he's just like, oh, no problemo, and he just rings <laughs> off the road, like just not thinking. I didn't think of, I didn't realize that, but as you say it, I realize it. That I didn't realize that was supposed to be a gremlin, the car. Yeah, yeah. It, that made me laugh out loud because Otto's just like, "Oh yeah, that is kind of jacked up." <laughs> he just oh. destroys it, and that's Hans Molman. He's like, "Oh no, I just made my last payment." 
<laughs> and the vehicle <laughs> hasn't to, existed yeah. in 10 years. It comes to a complete stop short of hitting the tree and then bursts into flames. <laughs> it always bursts into flames in this show. Yeah. Everything always bursts into flames. I love it. Regardless. I love it so much. Uh, and then you get, like I said, Bart Simpson's Dracula, which is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. You get Mr. Burns as Dracula. Bram's Dracula, yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The old, like, hair, the weird hair thing and yep. everything. Yep. That, like, the uh, stereotypical bla- uh, Blackula. <laughs> I'm combining what Dracula says with what he was. The stereotypical Dracula that you would see going, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was a couple of good liners in here. Yeah. Homer goes in to like, um, you know, stake Mr. Burns. And Lisa's like, that's his crotch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> After he gets like five good swings. Into it. <laughs> He's just like. <laughs> uh, I thought it was also funny when um, uh, Bart becomes a vampire. Mm-hmm. And Marge is like, you know, what is she? I didn't write it, the quote down, but she's like. Um, He's a vampire. Next thing you know, he'd be smoking. Like it's yeah. more egregious to be a smoker than it is to be a vampire. Yeah. I, I love the one-liner where Homer's like, "I have to kill my boss. Do I dare live out the American dream?" <laughs> <laughs> and then after he kills Mr. Burns, he turns to ash, and then Mr. Burns turns back into himself and just goes, "You're fired!" and turns back into ash. <laughs> yep, that's good. I also like the very ending where it becomes like they—they're all vampires at this point. And they go, Happy Halloween, everybody! And it turns into the Charlie Brown Christmas special. They all go, mm-hmm. doo, yeah. or whatever. And then Sam's Little Helper is dancing on yeah. top of the piano and everything. Yeah, I thought that was, that was a good one. Because, you know, I mean, Charlie Brown's Christmas is, you know, a classic. And it's going to be on in a month after yeah. watching this. Um, there were some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of those three segments are probably top five for me. Which two? The I, I'm not a big fan of the five and a half feet. But, All right, so you like the Dracula and you yeah. like the other one. I, one of them is top five, which is the one I pointed out. Yeah, the de- Devil and Homer. Moving on to season six, mm-hmm. Halloween special five, there are two top five segments in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming The Shinning. The Shinning. That's one of mine, yeah. And Time and Punishment. That's a good one, too. That Time and Punishment. Nightmare Cafeteria is pretty bad. I think it's stupid, but that's okay. No, that one, it, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't really care. Uh, exactly. We'll, we'll go in order, I guess. True. The Shinning, uh, it, I don't know if anyone can figure this out, but they're uh, they're doing a pun, not a pun, an homage to The Shining. But the Scan- Stanley Kubrick Shining, not the Stephen King Correct. Shining. The the movie The Shining. Yeah. Which you're, and you I, would think they're the same, but they're not. Anyways. It is what it is. Yep. Um, at one point in time... Groundskeeper Willie finds out that Bart has the shining, but then he calls it the shinning, and Bart goes, I think You mean you the mean shining? shining? He's like, he goes, No! You want to get sued? You want to get sued? <laughs> yeah. So That's good. good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, you also, like, the drive up, you get the iconic opening yeah. scene from the movie. But they um, keep, Oh, did you remember to lock the door? Yeah. No! They get dragged back. back. Um, drive back. The, the next one, they forgot to do something. It was like you turn off like the stove. No, just lock the door. No, and then going back. You forgot grandpa, and he's like, "It's fine." <laughs> they just keep. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. He just keeps driving. <laughs> yep. Um. Um. The, also, before we move, before you move forward, you know, at the name of, at the beginning of every one of these, and also in the credits, you see the you know producers and the, they all have 
scary quote names. Yeah. One of them was named Red Rum, which is awesome because that's the homage to The Shining yeah. being Red Rum, being murder backwards. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really you know, a, a nice way to kind of pay homage to the episode. They also did that in... I can't remember which Halloween special, but Maggie spells red rum with her, like, spelling blocks. Yes. Like, in the intro to the... Yeah. Whatever one. Um, one uh, thing also about this is, so, they talk about how there's no, like, Homer or uh, Mr. Burns and Mr. Smithers take all the beer out of there. Mm-hmm. Which is a great homage to... If we come back and they're all dead, I owe you a Coke. That is, that's there too. But uh, the, the lack of beer the is actually a really good homage to the story itself. Because in the story and the movie, you, the tutelage character, Jack, who's played by Jack Nicholson... Um, your dog is loud. Oh, she's shaking. I know. Um, he's dealing with sobriety. And that's why he goes crazy is the sobriety and then the ghosts pushing him mm. based on his sobriety. So the lack of beer and Homer going crazy in the episode mm. is the, the reason, you know, it's the parallel between the story and their their spoof. Nice. You also get Getting, a good one-liner at the end of this when you go, you know, urge to kill rising, mm-hmm. rising, fading. Rising? Rising? Fading. fading. Um, God. I would say the best one-liner in this this entire segment is when Mr. Burns is showing them the house and then the elevator opens and the it's blood the pours all yeah. over them. and Which is not in the book. But Mr. Burns just goes, well, that's odd. The blood normally gets off at the second floor. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, another one where Marge goes, his writing will be an insight into his mind, which is from the movie. Yeah. And It's in the book as well. Just says, feeling fine. And then Homer goes, what do you think, Marge? Like, in a heavy jack nicholson impression yeah i was thinking about calling it no tv no beer makes homer something something something, something. go crazy don't mind if i do yeah. <laughs> and then he makes a scary face <laughs> <laughs> and he, he scares himself to where he falls down the stairs which is a homage to the, the movie and the books as well because the wife in it actually has to uh, defend her fend off her son the only one character, one child uh, in the story, but has to defend him from her father going crazy. That Homer does the famous "Here's Johnny" thing, but it's the wrong room. Then he does, "I'm David Letterman." <laughs> wrong room. <laughs> I'm Dan Rather. I'm this guy, and I'm this guy. All this and more on sixty minutes, <laughs> and everybody screams. It's good. Amazing. Um, uh, we just got to keep moving for the sake of moving. Layla, it's not going to get any softer. <laughs> There's your pillow. Just lay on um, your pillow. Uh, time and Punishment. This may be my favorite one. Like, of you think any Treehouse and Horror segment. He breaks the toaster and tries... <laughs> after getting his hand stuck in it twice in Somehow. 20 seconds. It's just inexplicably stuck. <laughs> in 20 seconds. Dad, it's still stuck. Dad, your hand's stuck in the toaster. Ah, and he gets it off. And the dad, your hand's stuck in the toaster again. And then trying to fix yeah. it, he turns it into a time machine. And then he goes back to the dinosaurs times. And he goes, remember what your dad told you on your wedding day. And for whatever reason, <laughs> the dad's advice is, if you ever go back in time, don't touch anything. Yeah, It'll change the world in ways you can't even imagine. 
And then he just steps on a bug for no reason. Stuart Bug, you go squish now. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's another one of those like one liners you say just normal conversation yep. too. And then he goes back again and he sneezes on a dinosaur. I guess he kills introduces all of coal to the dinosaurs. He goes, Oh, this is gonna cost me. <laughs> I find it funny, he goes in one of the futures he comes back to the future and it's his family and they're obviously like well off. Oh, his dream world. Yeah. The perfect Homer world. The funny thing is the insinuation that Alexis is luxury now at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, Luxes are a dime a dozen now. Everybody's goddamn Lexus. Yeah, they're fancy-er-ish. I'll, I'll take a Lexus over like a a, a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I think they're owned by some company technically. <laughs> Maybe. Everything owns everything now. Right. You know, uh, Dodge, Chrysler, and Jeep is now owned by Fiat. Yeah. So... Yeah. What is anything? Right. You think you're buying it. But it's just funny because they're like, oh, we'll take the Lexus out. And you're like, ooh. And he's like, ooh, luxury car. Yeah. <laughs> luxury sedan. I think Maggie has that. a giant, like, six carat diamond on the end yeah. of her pacifier, and they're taking the Lexus. <laughs> like, you could have said the Rolls Royce. Like, yeah. Rolls Royce has never lost implicit value. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janice and the kids are yeah, now. I get the, it. Now the pup dog wants to go down. Um,. Another, another one-liner where Homer goes back in time and tr- uh, intentionally avoids everything, like showing remarkable athleticism, and then he goes, <laughs> and sits on the fish, on the fish crawling out of the ocean. He goes, "Oh, I wish, I wish I didn't kill that fish." Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. This is definitely probably. This would definitely be top three for me. This, in my, I know it's your th- best. This but. is the best one. And then Nightmare Cafeteria, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, kids go to detention. The teachers start killing them and eating them. Yeah. What's funny, I think about this one, and the only thing I think funny about this one is Willie's always trying to rescue the kids in like this entire episode. Well, entire episodes and previous episodes, and he always gets an axe in the back. Yeah. Because Willie shows up in the Shinning episode and gets an axe yeah. in the back. Well, I mean, all all three segments of this episode, yeah. he shows up. And gets murked he's immediately. Like, he's like, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's definitely a meta spot. Uh, of Nightmare Cafeteria, the funniest line to me, Principal Skinner going, uh, you might say there's a little ooter in all of us. Uh, you might say that we all ate ooter and he's in our stomachs right now. And he laughs. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Strike that. <laughs> Strike that one. <laughs> and he just walks away. He's trying to insinuate that they've all been eating, you know, this... St- <laughs> He was doing double students. entendres until one where he just, <laughs> just hold them. What he just admitted to killing kids. Um, all right, so season seven. Season seven is to say Halloween special six, correct? <laughs> yeah, the truest horror six. Man, plus what one, th- minus one is getting real hard I right know. now. One thing, it's, that's why I actually wrote them out of my notes. Season seven, TH at six. Like, I made it so it was easy for us because, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, one thing about this one is they stopped doing lead-ups. There was no, like, build-up to why they were doing They were just like, oh, here's some episodes. Opening credits. Or some uh, uh, segments. Title crawl. Yeah. Yeah. They literally just gave up, at the, I think, at this point. They are like, eh, we got to do these now. I don't care. Um, uh, this is the one where you said one of your favorite quotes was from, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. Yeah. Where it's a, huh, came to life. Good for him. Good for him. Um, you get a section of pre- police brutality where uh, Wiggum shoots the basketball player. Oh, my God. However, In this day and age, that episode would never air. However, 
that as a cutaway gag is so incredible. Yes. Even it's like good, yeah. the attention to detail, like he walks out of a big and tall shop yeah. and Wiggum just works back to him, literally just pivot turns and shoots him. Yeah. Ah, they're not so tough. Chief, that was the captain of the basketball team. Oh well, high school basketball team. He was he was turning into one of them. He was turning into a monster. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> yeah. Police brutality all around would not be on the air today. Or uh, going much lighter notes. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Um, where the lard lad shows up, where after Homer stole the donut. Mm-hmm. And he he knocks on the door. He's like, "Oh, Flanders has it." <laughs> he goes and destroys Flanders' house. You see <laughs> Flanders sprinting down the street. He's like, "I told you, Flanders has it." Or Mo, or Mo, go kill Mo, go kill Mo. <laughs> Just the way he says it. <laughs> Just so matter of factly, um, when the the marketing guy dings giant things, uh, there's a lot of good side gags in there. You get Mr. Peanut opening the car like a peanut. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not Mr. Peanut, but you also get Kent Brockman eating Kent, Kent Brockman. Brockman. Yep, that was good. <laughs> There's a, but he shows up at the end again, like he's yeah. not actually dead. Yeah, there's some good side gags in here in this episode. Like this is a good episode or a good segment. I keep saying episode segment. Yeah. Um. Um. It lost me. However, I I hate singing in cartoons. Like I uh, literally you don't like hate the pit, Paul Anka. I hate the Paul Anka thing. Oh, I see, hate I, the bit. I I love the fact that Simpsons got into little musicals, but I'm also a theater person. Well, so. you're, yeah, you're um, you're big on the stage. I am big on the stage. I'm, I, I'm good. I'm big on behind the stage work, not on the stage work. But that's me. Um, you're real good at pulling that curtain. I am go- good at pulling that curtain and that fly rail. I don't even know what that is. Yep, yeah, that that's. What you do to make people literally fly in the air. Did you ever see the, the Simpsons episode where Lisa becomes a tap dancer and she's so bad at it <laughs> that the lady tries to make her the curtain girl? Yeah. And she walks pull up, up pull and pull she's up, like, pull up. I get your pull up, pull up, pull up. That's still a good episode, too. It's make all me ever so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one out taps little Vicky. <laughs> yeah. Um. One of my also one of really good one-liners is uh, Homer looks at Marge and goes, "Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time?" She goes, "Sometimes." <laughs> they actually say it again. Uh, Bart says it to Lisa in like two, two from now to the Treehouse of Horrors later. Hmm. So callbacks. Mm-hmm. I appreciate callbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, oh, oh! Before you move on, sorry. Yep. You were talking about the music. So they sing the song Paul Anka singing, and he says, "You have the Paul Anka guarantee." And Lisa goes, "Except for guarantee Tennessee. void in Tennessee." Yeah, she's a void in Tennessee. I looked that up, and I was like, "What is this about?" The only thing I could figure out is Paul Anka had a song called Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he's miss- he's looking for this his lost love. Because mm-hmm. I was like, like I tried googling Paul Anka joke, like I literally tried everything I could. It is the only thing I can find. He had a song called Memphis, Tennessee. I'm going to throw a theory out there. Go for it. It may not be true, but this is my personal theory. Okay. Um, the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons, the city existed in an actual state, and they tried to drop clues here and there as mm-hmm. to what that state was. Mm-hmm. And then after season 10, 
like there was no continuity whatsoever. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. just started throwing things out there. But I believe there wasn't also what you were saying there. There was an episode where they're like, "This is the this is where Springfield is this," and it was like literally the five corners of the United States kind of thing. Which, yeah, you it it was like uh, Nevada, Maine, Kentucky, and Oregon. It, it yeah, was it like, was just all over the place. There yeah, was no impossible. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the movie that did that. That oh, officially maybe. just threw it out the window like. It's, it's everywhere. It's impossible. Yeah. It's not Every a state's got a, t- a Springfield in it. But it, initially, they were trying to build to there was a state, and they wanted to drop some clues. Mm-hmm. And I always believed that her saying guarantee void in Tennessee was her saying, like, eliminating one of the possible states. Maybe. Which, that that's literally that's a just possible, that's a good me throwing some sure. stuff out there. Um, yeah, that's a good possibility. Uh, like I said, all I could find was he had a song about Memphis, Tennessee. The fact that you couldn't find, find anything building into it, yeah. maybe there was something behind it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Who yeah, knows? nobody ever, no one ever came up with a, a, a concrete theory. But I mean, that could have been it. I know when I came across it, it was like if you're seeing advertising as void in whatever state, it's because the state has some sort of law that basically they're the company is passing on. Uh, the legality of whatever they're selling to the consumer and not taking ownership of it. So basically, like, as a consumer, you have to understand what that state's laws are versus we don't give a crap what we're saying. It's like the fact that South Carolina is an as-is state for cars. Like, yeah, there's no lemon law. It's, you bought it. I think Virginia's the same way. You have to deal with it. It that's It's a shitty thing, but, like, some states are yeah, shitty you, about shit. Yeah, <laughs> shitty about shit. Uh, next segment, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. I don't know if anybody could possibly figure out it's an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, is this the episode where they st- where where you have the couch gag where you actually see Freddy and Jason sitting on the couch? I think that's a few before this one. I don't remember. But yeah, okay. Um, something that I carry to my year-to-year life. Uh, every time I have ever purchased a calendar, I throw an S before March. I have not. March. I have March. not lived in a March since I saw this episode. <laughs> Cause it was because they months. were misprinted calendars, yeah. and it was smart. And then every time the weather is crappy in March, I always go lousy smarch weather. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, that's something that Katie's going to be sick of in like three years. I don't know if she's caught on to it <laughs> yet. But yet. She's <laughs> going to, especially if she actually listens to this. It won't be two she's, years. It'll be next next March. Yeah, ne- <laughs> next March, she's gonna hate <laughs> next me. Next March, um, th- commit to the bit. I like it. Ten seconds later, Homer walks by a thermostat that says "Do not touch," signed by Willie, and Homer just goes, "Do not touch Willie." <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> just jacks the Which thermostat is another, up. One of those like you say it all the time. Yep. Do not touch. Good advice. Um, um, when Willie catches on fire, he bursts in the classroom, and then he's like, "Oh, help me, help me!" And Principal Skinner's like, "Willie." Mr. Van Houten has the floor, and he's just like, uh, I'd like if we got our children's lunch menus in advance. I don't like the idea of Millhouse having two spaghetti dinners in one day, and then Willie, like, just dies. Um, his bones are red from the fire, which, what? <laughs> I mean, needless to say, I, I've literally just been describing the first minute of it, and I've been incredibly excited the whole time. This is a top fiver for me. <laughs> this one up there. Um, one thing I like about this episode is, it, for me, I don't know if this is how they wrote it, but it was, Willie is so tired of trying to save the kids through all these, all the preceding episodes mm-hmm. 
that he's like, "Eff it, I'm killing all your kids because I'm tired of dying." Freddy Krueger. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, then he, he they fight him off at the in the dream world. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. obviously Nightmare on Elm Street. He comes back and Lisa's like, "He could be out there." Anytime, anywhere. He shows he up on a bus. A bus. He's like, so <laughs> 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 stupid. The bus drives away. He goes, Oh no, my gun. I left me gun on the seat. Like, what? <laughs> what was going on? That's so bad. And then he runs off and he loses his shoe. Yeah. He's I, like, ah, ah. I just love running from the bus. Bart, Bart initially. Wait here, please. <laughs> with the, just the, ah, sinky son. Yeah. <laughs> So Maggie good. kills him by sticking. He turns into this bagpipe spider, and Maggie kills him with by sticking her uh, pacifier in, in the windpipe. Yep, yeah, in the exalt the out. Yeah, so good. Yeah, oh. It's definitely top three. And what's crazy me. is when I was this watching, is me not labeling my top three. <laughs> this is just me saying when I was watching these. When this one came up, I was like, oh, this one. Because it's such an obvious parody of something. Like I, I like when they take some like liberties, some liberties and stuff. I, I, I remember just being like, ugh. But then after rewatching, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot that that is everything that I love. Yeah. Everything I love about the Treehouse of Horror, everything I love about the Simpsons is present in that specific segment. So I'm gonna give it number two. I'm, I'm not gonna rank all of my top five, yeah, but. I Number one is... I know we said in the last episode... Time we, and Punishment. We did this. We were going to rank them. I'm not ranking them. No. Time and Punishment is number one. This is number two. And then I named two other top fives. And yeah, I have a top five in the next episode. That makes five. So everyone can shut up. <laughs> um, Homer, Everybody yelling at Carl. Keep yeah. yelling. Don't do it. Homer Cubed. Um, Homer the third. It's uh, honestly the best moment of this one to me is there's two of them where Homer is walking around the 3D world and he yeah, sees he goes the, he finds a, a random door in a wall because he's trying to escape Sam, uh, Patty and Selma. Okay, so I have, just, three, I have three moments that I need to bring up, but carry on. But he finds a remember. wall. He's like, uh, I'll take my chances in the mystery wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes running the wall and ends up being in a third dimension. Yeah, uh, which, which a very generated, 90s you know. graphics. Oh, They're terrible. I have a really... He's, I love the part where he's standing at a at a at a signpost, and he goes, "This place looks expensive. I feel like I'm wasting a fortune just standing here." It's a great homage. Better make the most of it. Yeah, better make the most of it. He, he scratches his ass and burps. But the best part is like computer graphics in the '90s were stupid expensive. Yeah, and it's They're just still nice stu- and- stupid expensive. But to make good ones, making that today would cost you seventy nine cents probably. <laughs> But at the time, it was probably thousands of dollars yeah. a second or whatever the stupid rate it was. But it's nice. So meta and the, the animators were like, eh, F it. We're wasting Fox's money. What do we care? Yeah. <laughs> and they knew they had a cash cow at this point. Oh, absolutely. It's still so, a cash cow. What are you talking about? Three jokes I, I want to bring up about this specific one. Mm-hmm. The kids hide in the closet. Patty and Selma open the closet door. <laughs> and Bart just goes, uh, may I take your coat? And then Lisa's like, Yes. May I also? I would also take like to your take coat? your coat. Yeah, like they were hiding in the. Cl- they they played it off well. That made me giggle. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Homer walking through the three D world and he sees fish swimming in a pond and he goes, "Mmm, mm, unprocessed fish <laughs> sticks." <Yeah. laughs> Not just oh one. hey cool there's fish, <laughs> koi fish randomly. And then when he gets dropped into the human world at the very end of it, 
He's walking down the street. He finds an erotic cake shop yep. and walks <laughs> right erotic in. Erotic cakes. Yep. That's those are good ones. Uh, speaking of that same scene, um, Bart goes. He's in a better place now. Homer pops in the real world, and it and it's. I really wanted to pan out and say something about New Jersey because it was like the shittiest place yeah. ever. It's like this rundown, it industrialized. Like in Jersey. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, like, I Newark. Yeah. I wanted to be Newark or Hoboken or something. I was like, ah, oh, come on, New Jersey, New Jersey. New Jer- ah, it doesn't say New Jersey. Yeah, it's just an erotic cape street. Yep. A street that would have erotic cakes. Yeah, it, 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 he falls into an alley in a dumpster like, yeah. it's the greatest like I'm like this is just straight up New Jersey <laughs> come on <laughs> but you know to be fair then they would have to be making fun of New Jersey wasn't there a joke in there too where Professor Frank was like okay so this is a cube and <laughs> Chief Wiggum was like whoa whoa you're going a mile a minute yeah. <laughs> like, he starts out making the and it's like what you did is like I don't know a third grader yeah. where you make a square and then make a square behind and you draw lines to connect it <laughs> Just like, like well, this thing down. that I'm calling, what is it? What was? What's the scientist's name again? Say it again. Professor Frank. Frank. He goes with like a Franking cube or something like yeah. that. He like names it up for himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cube. Yeah. He's like, what scientists call cube or what I'm calling it, a Franking whatever. Yeah, it was stupid. Oh. And then Anyhow. just in the interest of wrapping up, and because nothing on, else is good after yeah. this one. <laughs> moving on to our last. Uh, Treehouse of Horror Treehouse of Horror 7 Simpsons Halloween Special Treehouse uh, Yeah Whatever, whatever. Season 8 yeah. uh, the Season thing 9 and I, No season I'm sorry eight. Yeah sorry I, eight I, I point, it's mine. But it's 7 Yep yep Um, The Thing and I That's the one where they have Bart's uh, Evil in quotes Evil Okay uh, Only thing I really need to bring up in this Is where Dr. Hibbert goes I bet you've never seen yourself look in the mirror He he holds up what you think is a mirror And then Hugo walks up all excited He looks and it flash cuts to just Dr. Hibbert's face And and he smashes him in the face Makes me laugh like every single time I see this Great gag Yep. Uh, that's really all I need to talk about it though there's nothing else that's truly funny except for when Homer goes we think we saw Hugo at the airport he was boarding a plane to Switzerland <laughs> but he's knocked out in the attic made me laugh also other than that I think there's also a Twilight Zone gag probably episode or whatever uh, the Genesis tub this is the one where Lisa puts soda on a tube <laughs> the, ge- the genius tube <laughs> <laughs> yeah Little off. Were you drinking when you were watching these? No, it was this morning. Uh, (laughs) I was drinking uh, coffee. Does that count? Yeah, same thing. You weren't fully awake. Exactly. The Genesis tub. Uh, This is the one where Lisa puts the tube with soda. She's like, I'll ruin soda. Well, soda's ruined. Mountain Dew dissolves a tooth in 20 hours. Does it really? Yep. Awesome. Moving on. Anyway. I wonder what Surge would do. 19 hours I don't, I don't know Mountain Dew was the fastest that last I checked mm. Bart uh, shocks her with static electricity which Lisa then shocks the tooth it creates people that's really all I have to say about this episode she er, creates segment. Lutherans apparently no she creates like just a race that follows the human race but just yeah. does it Caveman, a thousand times to Renaissance to Lutherans to apparently go from Lutherans to um, futuristic yeah it yeah 
It's it's I, whatever. Wasn't even. Funny. I did like the Star Wars homage to it because you get the spaceships fly yeah. out and they start like dive bombing uh, Bart, but you mm-hmm. see before he, they get to him, like them like dipping around the covers of the yeah. blanket yeah. or whatever. It's a nice like here's Star Wars. Yeah, like but it's o- funny. Other than that, there is nothing agreed remarkable. Citizen Kang. I'm throwing this in the top five. Ah, oh, this one's so rough because of the current climate. Well, no, it's perfect for every presidential election. You can watch it this every election year and be like, "Oh my god!" Um, if you're we've you been getting this episode in the years. future, we're about to have an election here in the United States. Um, and so were they when they made this episode. So good. Um, yep. Also, this I can't believe, or this is another reason that I don't trust Trump because this <sighs> proves that he is not a Simpsons fan. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the aliens abduct Homer, uh-huh. and they say, who is Earth's leader? And he says, Clinton. And, oh, but there's an election next week. And they're like, okay, who's the opponent? And he's like, mm, mumbly Joe, um, Bob Dole. But the fact that Trump has not called Joe Biden mumbly Joe once <laughs> means he has never watched The Simpsons. I don't trust him. Uh, also, The Simpsons predicted Trump would run for president. Back in like the nineties, we're not getting into the Simpsons predicted things. That could be its own. That's a whole episode. Other episode. Oh my god, we're we're gonna cover this segment and we're gonna wrap up. We'll do that. We have nothing better to do for now. Uh, um, yeah. the, the aliens then go. They abduct Clinton and Dole. Um, Bob Dole is amazing in this episode. As he's getting abducted, he goes, "Oh, Bob Dole, don't need this." Yeah. And then they trap him in this giant tube, and he just goes, "The hell is this? Some kind of tube?" <laughs> Bob Dole was so great. Um, What's absurd is Bob Dole actually spoke like that. Oh, absolutely! It was spot on. Bob Dole. They even had the pencil in the hand because he lost. He had nerve damage in his arm, so he didn't have. But he could move like his arm. Hmm. That's why you always saw him, and he would just gesticulate with that hand. But it was always like a pen or a pencil in the hand. Like they even put that in the cartoon. They almost like tried to hide it. Yeah, in the actual election. So uh, yep. I mean. Go down them. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, awesome. One thing that was kind of like poignant about this one was like Clinton, it says, partisan politics are tearing our country apart. It's mm-hmm. so freaking right. It's just gotten worse. But It'll just not to be a going. political podcast. But well, then, oof. when, uh, so the aliens then become Clinton and Bob Dole. Yeah. There's a great joke where they're holding hands walking down the street and the presidential <laughs> advisor walks up. He's like, hey, uh, People are feeling really weird about you just constantly uh, holding hands with your opponent. And he just looks at, this is just how we exchange long protein strings. Protein strings. If you have a better way, I'd like to see one. Yeah. And they're just yeah. like, oh, okay. And then the Kang Clinton, when he's like, no matter who you vote for, your planet is doomed. Yep. And Kent Brockman the news anchor is literally just like well finally an honest take from a politician (laughs) (laughs) at the end you know they've enslaved the human race to build this laser to some planet they've never heard of as Marge will say and Homer goes don't blame me I voted for Kodos which is a perfect climate where Republicans are just like I voted Republican you can't blame me and Democrats say I voted Democrat you can't blame me it's like Literally, you voted for the one space alien. 
that the other one probably would have built the same for Yeah, it's really just two sides of the same coin. It doesn't make a freaking difference. Yeah. Um, throwaway joke that was amazing where the guys they reveal themselves to be aliens and like well you have to vote for one of us and you hear someone in the crowd go well i think i'll vote for a third party and then (laughs) one of the aliens goes go ahead throw your vote away implying that even in an election (laughs) where it's two space aliens running against each other and the only human being is a third party candidate which is ross perot yeah and he takes half a bunch of through it so a third, like, oh, a third party candidate can't even Trace. win when it's two space aliens running yep. against a third party human. The yeah. Ross Perot can't win regardless. Yeah. That was his thing. He kept trying to run and he He got ten percent the one election. Did he? Which is the highest any third party candidate has ever what received. What was he running ever. as a third party? Green, party. I think. Was he? Yeah. And then he actually got a, a place on the debates the next presidential election. Huh. Because and he that's, still couldn't get any yeah, traction. Yeah, and that's where it's crazy. Oh, there's one more thing I want to say, and I can't remember right now about this. <laughs> Welcome to the Carl Has Forgotten Everything part of the podcast. I've forgotten literally one thing I wanted to bring up, and it was a, another gag on all this. Oh, where one of the aliens, as Bob Dole, steps up to the podium and goes, Abortions for all! abortions for none boo Uh, like you just see on his face he's like what the hell is this (laughs) I I can't figure Um, abortions for some and little tiny American flags for everyone for others (laughs) everyone goes crazy and then just this look of like cocky content on his face like okay that's all this is about (laughs) yeah that's something about the American voter in general yeah and that sums up all I care to talk I, I watched six eight they weren't even talking about the ones we we're not talking about the ones we continue to watch because yeah. at this point they just got bad and then there's a noticeable dip in quality after this yeah so even the I only watched two after this one and I I watched seven after this one <laughs> well it's because you're a madman yeah oh yeah. anyways when I dive into so something I dive into Carl it. What are we doing next week that's still Halloween related? So we've discussed two options. Them mm-hmm. being Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. pitched by me. Uh, Army of Darkness, pitched by you. Uh-huh. Rocks, paper, scissors. Sudden death. <laughs> sudden death. Winner, we do next week. Loser, we do the week after. So we're doing both of them. Yeah. Within but the next couple weeks. The, the rocks, paper, scissors, sudden death to determine the order. Sure. All right. All right. It's it's gonna be one, two, one, three, shoot. Two, three, shoot. Okay. Okay. Can we do this like we did? Me and Dan did, where we went eight rounds. <laughs> I that was insane. about that, and that was the greatest rocks paper scissor in the history of rocks paper scissor. So Carl had a, a bachelor party, and we were playing whatever freaking pong or whatever we were playing at this time. Whatever game it was, and his buddy Dan and I went against each other, and we literally went eight rounds tied. Until yes. we finally didn't die. It was a sudden death that was decided on the ninth pitch. And I would like to say Dan has the greatest throw. Dan's he's the, all about it. His head's yeah, going, Dan, his body's... No, Dan no, is the greatest about that. Dan is the greatest rocks, paper, scissors player in the history of rocks, paper, scissors. It was, it was hilarious. And the fact that we tied that many times was even better. It was out of control. <laughs> all right. So we're going. One, two, three, okay. shoot. One, two, three. Yes, on you. Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus next week. week. Ugh. Army of Darkness, the Little week Bat after. Miller. 
Yeah, we're getting all up in Bette Midler. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so you can get at us at the Drunken Nerd Podcast <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, the Drunken Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, get at comment. Facebooks. We're, we're getting active on Facebook. Like let's yeah, some let's engage talking. in some conversations. We got people talking. We'll comment back. We'll we'll comment as individuals. Let's go with it. Yeah. Roll with it. Anyway. Anyways. As always. Uh, see you next week. See you next week. Next week. <laughs>